what's up everyone and welcome to another episode of in these quarantines i remain your friendly about the host the juggernauts and let's jump right in okay first things first um i'm glad to be able to record again with you for you guys um, this is going to be exactly a week from last week's recording so i'm going to try to be more consistent like i said i tried to be a, a new video every uh, or recording every tuesday but let's just keep it to once a week for now um, first things first, Star Trek, um, Star Trek 09, that was, you know, Star Trek 2009, was a very nice reboot to the Star Trek universe. I thought it brought new people like me into the Star Trek fold. I never cared much about Star Trek, unlike Star Wars, so I thought this did a good job of introducing me to the Star Trek universe and I had more appreciation for the older ones with uh, William Shatner, Leno Nimoy, and even the Star Trek spin-off shows like um, Discovery and the likes, yeah. But we kind of knew there was Star Trek 1, that was 2009. We have Star Trek Into Darkness that had um, Benedict Cumberbatch as a bad guy. Uh, I thought that was a really fun one. I didn't love it as much as part one. And then I actually liked, I really loved Star Trek Beyond, the third one, which was really good uh, with um, uh, Idris Elba as a villain. Uh, I thought all those were really fun, fantastic movies overall. And then, of course, Star Trek 4 became went to development here for a very long time, looking waiting for it for a long time. We had rumors of kind of disputes, payment disputes with, with, within the cast. They wanted, you know, they, they wanted to collect bigger salaries and things like that. And um, it kind of bombed, kind of you know, made things a bit dragged things on for a bit too long and kept in development here. But now we're hearing confirmation that part four is still under development. And apart from that, a prequel prequel TV uh, movie is also coming. And it's going to be directed by Toby Haynes. Um, he did that U- USS Callista episode of Black Mirror, which was a really fun, entertaining episode. It was a nice satire of the whole Star Trek aesthetic while, provo- while providing a very thought-provoking story of his own. Um, so that intrigues me. Now, of course, we don't know which year, how long, or when this prequel is going to take place. It's going to follow um, James T. Kirk's own father that was played by... The fresh faced Christian at the time. Well, only time will tell, and uh, we'll know whenever this movie is dropped. So, let me know your thoughts on it. I'm looking forward to Star Trek 4 and what are your thoughts on the prequel? Do you care about the prequel, the prequel movie or not? I know for a lot of people, especially the OG Star Trek fans that grew up on the William Shatner and Leon Nimoy kind of Kirk and Spock, they may not, they may not as enthused about it as much as the new generation people. But I actually enjoyed both, although I enjoyed the new generation a bit more. So, let me know your thoughts on that. Alright, moving on. Uh, Daredevil Born Again. Now, first things first, Echo was a disappointment for me, unfortunately. Um, it was a character I didn't care for, the introduction in Hawkeye. But then when the trailer dropped, I was really excited because of the kind of, the kind of, I won't say, we were more mature direction we were going, you know, it was more kind of evocative of the Netflix uh, Marvel TV shows. And then the series, the series drops, I actually like the first three episodes. To be honest, the fights in, in episode one where the devil intervenes, the whole thing with the train infiltration in season two, then the fights in the in the, in the ice rink in season three, and then even the characters are a bit more, a bit intriguing. Uh, but all that gets thrown away in the in the, in the penultimate episode, the finale. The last two episodes were just a total disappointment. Derailed faster than a, than a train, and um, oh, dude, they fucked up Kingpin again. How? Why are they turning to into this whiny tantrum? throwing um, infants it just made no sense for this guy and what annoys me more is the fact that echo basically confirms that the old netflix daredevil show is now canonical with the mcu you know before it was 
kind of cut off when the new TV series started with WandaVision. But this confirms that they are back in the same universe, which means this is going to be the same King King that we've seen in the Devil season 1, 2, and 3, and just makes no sense to me. And it's really, really, really disappointing and, and annoying what they did. Now, Daredevil Born Again was announced a few years back. It's going to become 18 episodes. You got people excited because of the whole six episode thing that Marvel, the Marvel TV shows have been doing that have not been working very well. But um, a new development has come up because apparently the old they had shot a lot from the old um, Daredevil Born Again, but it seems to be Born Again again because. Kevin Feige didn't like what we what we kind of doing. I want to put it on the ground up. But this comes with some nice caveats and a bit of nice improvements in my opinion. Because first things first, we're having the return of Elden Henson and Deborah Ann Wu as Foggy and Karen. They were one of my like one of the best parts of the Marvel Netflix TV series. Great supporting characters, really well, really good actors are able to kind of support uh, Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock and then we also have it's going to be directed by the Loki season 2 um, duo Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead these guys obviously came from indie backgrounds they are indie work you should check them out if you haven't really fascinating stuff and their work on Loki season 2 was a huge improvement about season 1 and it's also going to be written by Dario Scanapin who worked for The Punisher another underrated kind of overlooked Marvel Netflix show so this all this kind of points to the direction of kind of positivity and optimism and then furthermore even though it's not going to be 13 episodes we kind of got confirmation from the showrunners that it's going to follow a bit closer to the marvel netflix episode count which means it's probably going to be 10 to 13 episodes which i think which i can still live with to be honest so what are your thoughts on on um, daredevil born again are you excited for it uh, are you are you kind of glad we changing things i think i am the fact that they realized that what they had on ground wasn't working Holds, holds well to their, I guess, nature of, uh, they kind of like their, um, uh, I kind of applaud them for taking that kind of huge risk because it's going to cost them more money. But if they truly believe like the quality they had at the time wasn't worth it, then I do give them credence and I'm hoping to see the final product. I hope it, it kind of pans out very well. Alright, moving on. Um, Tron Legacy was a movie I actually enjoyed it when I was a kid. Uh, I mean, dude. The aesthetics, the visuals, the world building, Daft Punk, that soundtrack is evergreen. Yeah, the story and the script was not the best, and it kind of doesn't age well, especially with the aging and Jeff Bridges' character. It's, it's really creepy right now. But I actually enjoyed the movie as a whole. It was a fun little movie film. Now, we know Tron 3 is on the way, and we kind of have confirmation that it has begun filming, which, and the cast is also kind of incredible. We have Jared Leto. I know Jared Leto is a popular actor to dunk on. I'm not really a fan of his own personal life and the whole uh, method acting thing he does, but I actually think he gives really good performances, you know, um, from Dallas and Dallas Bars Club. Yeah, he wasn't more Mobius and Joker with a bit of a kind of, you know, wacky um, turn, but I think he's, he's giving some really good performances in his career. They we have Evan Peters, really fun actor. Um, of course, he's He's, he was more recognized from American Horror Story and obviously as Quicksilver in the uh, X-Men movies then he also kind of made an appearance as Ralph Boner <laughs> in WandaVision but funny enough I knew um, of Evan Peters all the way back in Never Back Down 1 and also Kickers he was like the psychic friend in both movies um, so he's really looking forward to that then we have Cameron Monaghan of course he was from Shameless he was also in he played Jerome which was also like a Joker variation Gotham and he's more popularly known as the kind of voice and motion capture and performance capture for uh, 
what's the name of the the, the, the game? The Star Wars Jedi Fallen game. Um, with where he plays Cal, Cal Kestis, the protagonist. And we also have Greta Lee and especially Jodie Turner Smith. She was really good in Queen and, Queen and Slim. And of course, she was also in um, uh, what you might call it, the, the Amazon movie that wasn't well received, unfortunately. I still not seen it until today. Yeah, uh, without remorse. But anyway, what are your thoughts on this casting news for Tron 3? Are you looking forward to it though? I am actually looking forward to it. People have to realize that Tron Legacy was actually a sequel to the original Tron that came out back in the way back in the 1980s. So I'm looking forward to this Tron. Um, Three movie because the world of Tron is really fascinating. If you, I, I can suggest, if you really want to get into the Tron universe, check out Tron Uprising. It was an animation and it was really well done. All right, moving on. Uh, dude, where this movie news for me today has to be this one. So basically, Jesse Eisenberg and Riley Kill spent two hours transforming into Sasquatches and spent several days at the Sasquatch school on set for their next film. Apparently, the film is going to contain a dialogue that promises to capture a true depiction of the Sasquatch's daily life. Now, this sounds so bizarre that I'm more in, at this point, I'm actually more intrigued in seeing scenes of them at the Sasquatch school training because it's just so bizarre. Uh, of course, Sasquatch is a popular urban legend. It's also known as the Yeti, Abominable Snowman, um, uh, Bigfoot, and what have you. And... Um, why it's intriguing, of course, it's a popular legend of this huge, you know, gigantic ape-like human um, being creature that lives in the woods and nobody ever seems to get a clear picture or, or clear video of it ever. Um, but anyway, yes, um, this really intrigues me. Now, Jesse Eisenberg is actually an interesting filmmaker because he's done a good job as an actor, of course, in his own right. He did a lot of indie films that are really intriguing. He did the uh, martial arts one. The Art of Soul of the film, now the title, did Vivarium. Um, he did uh, uh, American Ultra. Of course, he was, I think his breakout show was obviously um, Social Network. Very incredible film. So, um, and then he's going to direct him. So, I'm curious to see what he wants to do. I love how wacky his projects can be and how unique they can be. So, I'm curious to see how this movie's going to pan out. I just hope it's not one of those, because look, doing no dialogue in the film is a huge risk. We saw Silent Night kind of tackle that, and I thought he had mixed mixed kind of results because I thought Silent Night was an was an okay film to watch. Um, it wasn't very memorable, unfortunately. Oh, of course, Joe Kinama had nothing to do with that. He was he gave a great performance, but the whole little dialogue stuff I think held it back a little bit. But yeah, we we'll see how this one comes out. Then uh, moving on, we have Richard. Season two is complete now. Uh, I've seen the whole thing, and overall. I enjoyed season two, but not as, not as much as season one, and for a couple of reasons. Number one, Margrave as a small town had more kind of um, characterization to it than with New York, which is this kind of chaotic, already familiar hunting ground. Yeah. Secondly, Richard with his team. Now, don't get me wrong. It's came through the one tent. The rest of the one tent were actually cool with Dixon, Neely, O'Donnell, and the rest. But I loved Richard's own element as a solo. Drifter. I thought that really works best for him, especially in um, season one in Margrave. So when he now interacts with the local characters like Finley and Roscoe, it just feels more kind of um, tight knit his, his characterization. I thought that, that suffered a little bit. And for some reason, I don't know if it was only me. Uh, the choreography seemed to suffer a little bit. It was just a bit subpar compared to season one. I don't know if it's because of the if, if inclusion of his fellow characters or side characters, but regardless, I thought he had some issues. Of course, there's some ridiculous things in, in the in the series, especially in the finale. 
Butcher was just doing some commando shit. Although the, the finale had one thing going for it, which was seeing bad guys get a come up and I always love seeing when the bad guy kind of suffers consequences of their actions. And Robert Patrick, who played the villain, was really good in it. Although he was a bit one note and mustache twirling. And, and of course, we've seen him play incredible villainous roles from T1000 to to even Peacemaker's father, the White Dragon, Peacemaker. But I thought this kind of was kind of quite one note. But overall, though, like I said, I still enjoyed the show. And I thought I'm looking forward to season three, and I hope it returns to Richard being a drifter in a small little town uncovering a major conspiracy. What are your thoughts on Richard season two? Let me know if you're looking forward to season three. All right, moving on. Um, True Detective is back, season four, Night Country, premiered two weeks ago. Two episodes have dropped. And I've been enjoying it so far. It has a lot of similarities more to season one, which kind of it's kind of out because it seems season four might be a sequel to season one, kind of like how Fargo has a story taking place in different timelines and time zones, but everything is taking place in the same kind of universe, and you get little little cameos and references. For example, episode two of, of Three Texas season four had the name Cole dropped, which is also the same surname as Ross Cole, the character from that. Um, Matthew McConaughey played in season one. But one thing I'm gonna say is this I am an apologist of season two of True Detective. Yes, it wasn't as great as season one, but it was a very good series on its own. Uh, you know, with massive performances from Vince Vaughn, um, <clears throat> Taylor Kitch, you know, Colin Farrell, Kelly, Ray, um, Kelly Riley, and the likes. I thought it was a really well done series. Uh, it wasn't as great, so of course, season 3 2 was good. Mashallah Ali really held his own on that one, even though I wasn't really big on the story of it. But since 4 started really well, I love how the town of Ennis, Alaska, has been portrayed. You know, the, the, the town feels alive, like its own character, because the, 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 the people, the characters are so well written, they feel kind of grounded, and that's really works. And I mean, even the protagonist played by Judy Foster is like the best, the most, you know best person, not really good person, uh, but the lead roles played by Jodie Foster and Kelly Ke- Reyes, beautiful Kelly Reyes by the way, I love those uh, uh, dimple creations, have been really good, the chemistry is really well done, you know, you, you, can, you can tell the way they're portrayed, so you can tell they have a history that has been soured, and then we get glimpses of it through their dialogue, it's really well done, well written, and of course, the... Um, um, the detective aspect of it is one of my favorite parts when you see the characters try to figure things out in the crime scene and they are written intellig- like they're written intelligently well like they feel believable it's not just no shade to NCIS but it doesn't have that NCIS um, killer of the week, week kind of scenario it feels like you see them putting balls together even gets to a point that you as I'm watching it I'm figuring things out as well based on the evidence that the characters have gathered and it feels really rewarding to see the story the way it's going it feels really good it seems to be more in return to the more occultic kind of killings of season one so I'm really looking forward to how this is going to pan out and, and stuff like that I know they're intentionally trying to tease supernatural elements I know there's only many supernatural elements because that would be really weird because the truth is is grounded in absolute reality but what are your thoughts on True Detective Night Country? Have you started watching it? You, are you enjoying it? Let me know your thoughts. Alright, then uh, I can <clears throat> to wrap up today, we have Constellation, which was a trailer that dropped on Apple TV for a new sci-fi series. Man, Apple TV has been killing it as a home for sci-fi, quality sci-fi um, movie and um, TV series, all the way from For All Mankind 
to silo, to foundation, to severance. I mean, the job is killing it in that regard, and it's been so rewarding to see this. And now, Constellation looks really well done. Rick's, I mean, the trailer was very intriguing. It didn't reveal too much. Uh, just, just kind of picked our interest. Um, now, Rapace, Rapace plays a lead role. She's I'm a person and a regular actress in my opinion. Of course, she was in Sherlock Holmes 2, um, Unlocked, and she's been in, she was in that weird movie, Lamb. But all in all, though, she's always gives a good performance in all her movies, and I'm really looking forward to uh, watching. Okay, she was in Prometheus, I remember that, I just remember Looking forward to her performance. The movie, the TV series seems to kind of tease supernatural elements that might be or might not be. Um, I'm not sure coming back from space, she's hallucinating things that may or not be, may not be there. And it looks really intriguing, and I'm looking forward to it. What are your thoughts on the constellation trailer? Yeah, thanks. That's all the time I have today, guys. Uh, as always, guys, you can follow me um, on my podcast at in, the, in these quarantines. You can follow, you can find me on Spotify or, where, uh, or wherever you're listening at. Uh, you can send a voice note as well to make, if you have a feedback or, 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 or comments. Um, I also post my Twitter feed, which is at Darth underscore Meth. Darth as in Darth Sidious or Darth Vader, D-A-R-T-H underscore Meth as in Meth, M-E-T-H from Breaking Bad. That's all the time I have today, guys. Let me know your thoughts on the topics I discussed. And as always, guys, stay safe and stay tuned.